Hello, lovely hogs. Andrew here, and we are so excited to bring Trusty Hogs Live all over the world. Yes, as you listen to this, we have one date left in Australia at the Sydney Factory Theatre. That is on the 27th of April. And then we are back in the Northern Hemisphere with Dublin. Yes, we are so excited to come to Ireland for the first time. We're bringing Trusty Dogs Live to the Laughter Lounge on the 4th of June. Tuesday the 4th of June in Dublin, there's going to be an Irish history lecture from Helen. There's going to be drunken karaoke. There's going to be problem solving. All sorts of chaos. All the usual. It is not to be missed. Make sure you get your tickets early because we are expecting to sell out. Trustyhogs.com forward slash tour for all the tickets and info that's Dublin on the 4th of June then we are into July with Bristol Brighton Edinburgh in August London at the Clapham Grand on the 16th of October and then we close out our tour in Manchester on the 6th of November so make sure you go to trustyhogs.com forward slash tour get your tickets quick because some of these are already sold out Uh, some of them are very nearly there and we cannot wait to see you Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to episode 85 of Trusty Hogs. And I'm eating a lozenge just to piss off Andrew and so are you. Sorry, Andrew. <laughs> we're the lozenge boys now. The lozenge boys. It's, um... It's a podcast where we talk about our gorgeous lives. We listen to your listener problems. We think, gosh, glad it's not me. How we help you solve it. How long do you think we could take um, me just speaking as though I'm Helen Bauer before people are like, that's not Helen. Milliseconds. Really? Milliseconds, yeah. She's just a decibel neither of us could reach. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Helen's still away. So we've got bloody pets in again. Yeah, I'm here eating the same lozenge. Is it just withering away in your mouth? How have you held on to it the whole week? <laughs> Where'd you put it? What'd you do? Behind my ear. Oh, grim! Behind your ear! Mm, behind my ear, and then I came back to the studio, whacked it back in again. Did it have to be, like, sort of chipped off? Mm-hmm. Sexy. Once, um, once I, I was in the car, and I put a fruit pastel in my mouth, and I fell asleep, and I woke up, no. and the fruit pastel was still, like... What?! Uh, had its structural integrity and I just woke up and started chewing on it. It was amazing. Imagine like waking up with a fruit <laughs> pastel in your mouth. How good that is. To be honest, I think people will still feel like Helen Bauer is here because I am disgusted. <laughs> Our guest today is the wonderful Dee Allen. She's amazing. I love her. She's a fantastic person. She's so funny. I'm so glad she's here. She's really funny. She's really smart. Very kind. Mm-hmm. Is what I'll say. We think you'll enjoy her. Hey, enjoy episode 85. 85. I hate you. Step forth the trusty hogs. Yeah, you're gonna give them your problems and they will solve them. Or maybe they won't, and that's your problem. They'll have guests and Andrew White on the tech. Oh, it's Helen and Catherine as the trusty hogs. Trust the trusty hogs, or maybe not. You'll be back a week now. Mm. Are you well adjusted to the Britain of old? It's nasty. I got back at the airport 
and no one had shouted me f- at me for the whole month when I was in Melbourne. Really? And then you go back to the airport and like people are, keep to the left, we're coming through. <laughs> Everybody on the right hand side, I've got a UK passport. Like everyone's so I mean, they're shouting and angry. They're, yeah, there's a there's a tense vibe in London at the minute. Mm. Like, I was thinking a lot all week about what you said about talking to your therapist about existing in public spaces as if everyone isn't actively trying to spite me. Yeah. And that's just not my mode. My mode is like, what the fuck have you done that to me? But you just have to it's remember bad. that everyone feels that way. Mm. Everyone feels angry and like they're a victim of something. You've got to de-escalate, man. Yeah, you've just got to remember, I'm not a victim. I, c- I can be powerful in this situation. And also like, fine, he stepped out in front of me. I'm sure he didn't mean it probably. Fine. He just doesn't think he, that I exist or that women matter. Fine, <gasps> he stepped out in front of me. He spat in my face. He <laughs> he called me a horrid bitch, but it wasn't personal. It wasn't personal. I swear <laughs> to God. This, I mean, my equivalent of being shouted at this week is I feel like everyone's coughing at me. Yeah, but, but they're not. They're coughing with you. <laughs> That's important. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, guys, have a listen to the lo- to the lozenge boys. Uh, you got we got some tips oh, for that you. That would be so bad if Helen Bauer came back and we changed the locks to the podcast studio and we were now called the Lozenge Boys. <laughs> I like it. Suck on this. <laughs> <laughs> That's a catchphrase. Get rid of the chi- get rid of the chicken die bouncing mugs yeah. and replace it with a suck on this mug. A, a straw cuppy, obviously. Yeah, a we could get cuppy. one of these. Yes, suck, suck on, on this. this. Big arrow up there. Business. If you can't see what uh, Chloe just held up, it's um, it's my a- dick. <laughs> that was funny. I miss Helen so much. <laughs> it's, it, honestly, on this podcast, I've now this is now a, a long time that I've spent recording with you in this studio, and it always bewilders me what you're gonna laugh at and what you're gonna be. Absolutely disgusting vibe. <laughs> yeah. We're going to be so angry. I think I'm a pretty out. consistent woman, so it's interesting <laughs> that you're so confuddled. But there we are. Okay. Um, I would say I have a 50% hit rate with you of what you find funny and what you find appalling. What I'm highly disapproving of. <laughs> yeah. It's higher than Helen's, to be fair. Mainly, I just, I feel like every time I hear a clip of our show, it's just me going, Helen! Yeah. I'm like, it's it's nice not to have to do That's the week. dynamic. She monologues and you remonstrate. <sighs> <laughs> it's actually really nice to be with another parent just one <laughs> one week just two on a, on the trot is gorgeous um, you're looking very well does that mean thin? no <laughs> no because I'm not your aunt no, no. but you know like we, we've had this conversation before where like I've lost weight and um, people will say I look very well and I'm like oh that means thin oh classic yeah and then we if- hate fat people yes the, our society is fucked clip that up <laughs> no, but I, no, but you're dead right. With the the coral, I I used to do that 100. percent The correlation between like you look well and weight loss was like pretty universally true for me. But yeah. I no, I meant like you're glowing. Thank you. It just get, but it does get you into a crazy headspace when people are it's like true. everyone's like you look well, mm-hmm. and then when someone says you don't look like well, I'm like well they they must think I've put on so much weight, and then sorry, who's saying to you you don't look that well? No, they won't say you don't look well. They just, they just won't say, say it. Yeah, okay. <laughs> like, like, you look you look unwell. <laughs> you don't look that well. <laughs> what? No, I was like, who are these people? Everyone's saying you look well, but I don't think you look that no, well. No, you're right though. You're right. You get a you get an absurd amount of compliments when you lose weight, and then the silence becomes very loud yeah, when yeah, you yeah. don't, and it is incredibly frustrating. Well, I am glowing, and I'm sorry to labour the point. I think it's the Melbourne air. Have you been to Australia, Chloe? Yes, I've been to Australia. The air is cleaner, but the air the air everywhere is cleaner. The, the air is cleaner. <laughs> the water is nicer. Like, 
the shit I was doing to my body across that month, like I was drinking until 6am, like five days in a row. And I still woke up and my skin was so much fresher than when I was living in London and just like living a normal, healthy lifestyle. Okay. Well, it feels like you tested the theory and that's important and mm-hmm. good. Um, Did you go swimming in the sea? Once on the last night. Just once? Yeah. Me and Joshi Long and... You're crazy. Her, her partner, Johnny... Um. It, but it was really special, like, on that last night. I bet it was for them. They were trying to have a nice night or a nice romantic dip. No, they've been together for a long, long time. They <laughs> yeah, have so two probably, children. So I was rare a, they get any time alone. I was a fucking welcome relief. They were, like, trying to hang out with me at all, like, just Bullshit. bored of each other. They got nothing Should to say. we have say. a romantic dip in the sea? One time when we get to leave the kids behind. Then me go, <laughs> I'm a romantic uh, lubricant. Josie, I think there's a jellyfish. <laughs> Josie, I think I'll be bit by a shark. <laughs> Astonishing. Hey, where the, where the hell are we in the calendar? What month is it? May. May? Will you tell me about you then? Oh yeah, I was just I was literally just thinking like, have I missed like a um, Paddy's Day? But that was March. No. Then I thought, what? it's a Mother's Day. What? That was I what? just thought, you know the way sometimes we met, Helen always is on top of the holidays, like the season's mm. greetings episode. She's good at that, yeah. And I just wondered like, shit, have I missed Halloween? <laughs> no, what do you mean? Nothing happened to me. Uh, the coronation would have happened by now. Oh, I couldn't give a fuck about that. That's yeah. fine. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. Um, what's going on with me? It's a great question. Well, I am very sorry to report that exercise has been making me happier. Oh, that's annoying, isn't it? It's a real fucking shame, actually. What have you been doing? I've harped on about it already, but I'll say it again. FS8. Oh, no. What's this? You know how Anya does F45? Yeah, but she doesn't anymore because did you know that um, the only reason she was doing it is because they continued the free trial by accident and so she wasn't paying anything for it and then they realised that she hadn't been paying anything for it and then started charging her the like £50 a week. So she just cancelled the contract and if they'd gone back and charged her for everything that they used, she would have owed them £2,500. What? Mm-hmm. Why didn't they? Don't know. Their mistake. Well, I mean, if I can get on that deal, I absolutely will. Anyway, sure, um, you, Karen. But to be honest with you, I'm basically on that deal because a beautiful listener um, who listens to the podcast works there <gasps> and got me a... I had to do this challenge, but I get free access while I do the challenge, which is you have to do 30 classes in 45 days. Right. Um, Fucking hell, Catherine. It's so great. When you sign up for something, you sign up for something. <laughs> I really do. But it's honestly been amazing because I had just stopped learning to drive. Oh my God, I haven't spoken to you since I passed my Congratulations. test. Congratulations, that's amazing. I passed my test, Chloe. That's Are you proud incredible. of me? I'm so proud. Of course I'm proud of you. I really enjoyed your message, actually, because Chloe messaged me from Australia and was like, I just found out you basically, you found out when you were listening to the episode. Yeah. And that you screamed when you didn't. I was so happy. I was like, woohoo. Yeah. I, Dad's I, proud of me, man. Yeah, no, I, I fully screamed in my room. So happy. I was thrilled. But yeah, so I um, I was like, okay, I have this void. Mm. And it came along at the perfect time where I needed something to do with, like with extreme regularity because um, I was probably taking quite a lot of driving lessons. <laughs> I also think that um, 45 days is your like exact limit of obsession. It's true. So like by 45 days, you'll be done, you'll be done with it. That's no, enough. I actually think I'll stick with this. I love no, it. No, no. I will. The no. amount of times I've hey, heard that come out of your mouth. I, I'm still with HelloFresh. Okay? I'm still with HelloFresh. Yeah, because you keep Something. forgetting fucking cancel. No, I love HelloFresh. Okay. Truly. Something stick, okay. Something so definitely FSA. stick. FSA, we're talking circuit and reformer machines. What's a reformer machine? Okay, so it looks like a torture device. Like, a, <laughs> like you're being put on the rack. Sick. 
And then like an incredibly, incredibly um, stern but gentle former dancer will come over to you and correct your posture alignment technique. On the torture rack. And then you move to the next section and there's another former dancer to tell you that you're not lifting heavy. And then you come and then you move on to the next... It's great though. You really have to wipe down the machines at this place. They do give you a wipe. <laughs> but it's so great. I love it so much. And do you um, feel really fit? Do you feel really good? I feel like my posture's better and I feel like I'm getting stronger. And what I like about it is they're not all really hard classes. Mm. So if I were making myself go to the gym five days a week, I'd go incredibly hard in every session and oh, then wow. quit like two weeks in. Yeah. Because I often treat exercise like punishment it's so varied there sometimes it's really hard sometimes it's quite like stretchy and gentle Mm. and that's good for me i think to just like it feels quite mindful also i haven't taken an hour for myself most days in any time i can remember so that's really good where is it oxford street off oxford street i've heard of it it's really fancy in melbourne (laughs) sorry i keep talking (laughs) about it (laughs) but in melbourne because to be fair FS8 is my Melbourne. I've mentioned it about eight times. <laughs> You've mentioned it FS8 times? Yeah. And that's your limit. Um, is that what the eight stands for? The amount of times you're allowed you're like to talk about it before class. it becomes insufferable? Maybe we should call like call like veganism, like vegan seven. <laughs> That'd be perfect. Yeah. Go on. Um, like there's this thing that Ed was telling me about um, called dirty bulking, where you basically like you eat a fuck ton and then you can lift so heavy. And because I was eating so much in Melbourne, my lifting just got like really good. And so I've like, my belly size has increased, but across here, muscles, I'm though? fucking, Hench? there's some shit going on. Nice. Yeah, there's some good movement. In Were the... you going to the gym with Ed? No, no, I was just going to, I was swimming, I was running, I was yeah. gymming. That's great. Because I'm training for another half marathon. Are you? Which one? Hackney half. When is it? May the something. Okay. Do you want to come watch me? Uh, no, no, no. Come watch me. No, I don't want to. Why? Just come to the pub after. I'll come to the pub after. Yeah. I'm not going to watch you run a race I'm not running. It, watch me watch me eat the eat the amount that I burned during I do run. enjoy watching you do that. Get the tanked panicked, up and then be sick. I've never seen a panic, more panicked post-run eater than you. Um... You yeah, because I get so immediately. I get so hungry and then I get really upset and angry. Andrew, what are you doing? It's, it's taking, well, uh, can I not do anything subtle? No, I see everything. Whoa! Look at those guns. Take a picture of those guns, baby. Um, I, I'm trying to get as big as Ruby and Rach from Shell. Oh my god, they're ripped. They are ripped. Yours is bigger than mine. More like trusty hunks. Yeah. It's, it's getting there though, isn't it? Mine isn't bigger than yours. Just getting there. That's sick, man. Hey, we're coming for you, Ruby and Rage. They're probably not listening. They don't listen. Uh, they should listen. That's bad friendship. Do you think you're a bad friend if you don't listen to somebody's podcast? If they're as close a friend as you. Thank you. That's kind. But I don't know. I get it. I get it. There's not a There's podcast. There's a lot of podcasts. There's a lot of podcasts. But no, you're right. It's rude if they're not. How close a friend do you have to be? Do you think you have to be? Like... I think you're my... like. 
only friend who listens every week. Maybe I'm wrong about that. I just like it. That's so nice. <laughs> it just makes me feel happy. That's very sweet. I, was I thought say... you were going to be like, I listen every week. And I was like, that doesn't count. <laughs> um, I literally don't sometimes. Um, oh. No, I'm joking. I listen every week. Um, I was going to say, if I feel like if you are close to friends, you are allowed not to listen. That's what I think. Mm. So like, my partner would never listen because why would they want to hear that? What, because like, you've already told all the anecdotes? Yeah, or they'll be like, this is going to piss me off because it's like stories from your perspective. Yeah. And that's not what I think happened. She doesn't get a right of reply. Mm-hmm. I'm fucking dead. Then what's she oh, doing? No, she hasn't done anything. She's been very nice. She's been very nice. She's actually, um, oh, I don't know if I've said this on the podcast. Maybe I... She's pregnant. <laughs> She's pregnant. Oh, no, save that for the extras. <laughs> no, <laughs> sorry, that is... Um, I mean, have I said on the podcast that she's starring in the open air? Th- I don't think you have. Regent's Park Open Air Theater. There is a um, sort of like read, like a new take on Robin Hood, and she's in that. Which is, is it a feminist funny. retelling, Catherine? Because if know. it is, I won't be there. They did it to the Ghostbusters. I'm not going to let them do it, them do it to Robin. <laughs> Yo, you hated Kate McKinnon in that cute outfit, did no, you? That no, was, that was that so did hot. everything for me. Like even like that shit Charlie's Angels reboot, I fucking loved because it was just yeah. like women being badass. Are you kidding? That was one of the hottest series of films I've ever seen when I was like a teen. I was like, no, no, no. But the the reboot with Kristen Stewart and that. Oh, I didn't of, see that, but that's. I yeah, mean, that would be so bad. Yeah, but, I but loved it's still it. hot. Yeah. Yeah. God, she's hot. She did like this dance. She just did a dance. Yeah. <laughs> she just did a dance. Need I say anymore? That was enough for me. And I was into the dance. I respect the hell What can I say? Yeah, so I've been I've been hello freshen. I've been exercising. I mean I'm such a middle aged woman. I'm my <laughs> I'm dating a younger person than me. And she calls days where we and they're so rare. <laughs> days where we go to bed before midnight, drink a peppermint tea post dinner, and I've cooked. Catherine days <laughs> Catherine they're like well basically what she calls a boring day she calls a Catherine day that's sweet I'm like they're so restorative and she's like I do feel better after them and I'm like we're not calling the day what so she never goes to bed before 12 she's just like she's just like a very happy go looking like yeah I can go out for more drinks yeah I can stay and it doesn't seem to affect her like getting up in the morning or like what time being... does she get up in the morning oh much earlier than me what time She's usually up before her alarm, which goes off at 8.25. That's morning. fucked up. If you're not... If, if I'm getting up at 8.25, I have to be asleep. At 11, to my mind. 12.15. Yeah, okay. Yeah, you're, you're better than me. Yeah. I'm like, I like a solid nine. Uh, no, I like, I, I like to sleep eight... I like to set my alarm eight hours from when I put my phone away. That's what she does. And then usually I'll sleep for seven and a half. Yeah, that's what she'll do. But... But if but she'd never sleep past eight twenty five just because she'd come in late. But what if she's going at two? Yeah, she'd just be up at eight twenty five. Three, probably. Catherine, I'm gonna say it. Four. No, then she'd sleep to like nine thirty and be like, we've wasted the day. What's wrong with her? <laughs> she's young. I think she's just young. Yeah, but I'm. She's older than me. Ah. <sighs> I, don't, I guess she's just like she's just like a Labrador. She's just like good morning. We're like she, the first thing she does is turn on the radio, open the curtains, uh, uh, make. Oh, <laughs> woke up today, <laughs> feeling the way. I don't know the reference, but I assume. I oh, I'll do the whole song. Please do. I'm enjoying this. Is it a musical? It's um, Good Morning Baltimore oh, from yeah. Hairspray. Good morning, Baltimore. I love it. It's really good. How exciting, catchy. Is that from Hairspray? Oh, yeah. Yes. Nailed it. Um, but yeah, no, so it's just a morning gal. And apparently I am, 
well no I am I can be a morning girl but I can also be quite I'm an, I'm an unpredictable waker you know how some people mm. are like I'm always a morning person I'm like it could really go anyway and um Test me at your own peril, I'd say. I can only get anything productive done in the first four hours of being awake. But it doesn't matter when those hours are. Oh, that's good. Whereas I feel like I'm very productive in the morning, provided I've woken up and I'm at my desk before nine. But if I like, if I get there at like 10 o'clock, I am a bit like, well, the whole fucking day is gone now. I can only write for like one, like stand up for like one hour, one yeah. and a half hours max a yeah, day. Yeah, my creative blocks are about the same. Right. And then I can move on to like a different creative project yeah. and work on that for an hour. 100%. But yeah, is that, that's not, because sometimes people are like, I sit down at my desk from nine and then I finish writing at five and it's like, what have you written? It's fucking drivel probably. Yeah, and also like presumably you just spend half the time just answering emails. Like, I, Yeah, just like When do you do your admin? We all do admin. Yeah. I can answer an email. I can answer emails all day. Mm. I'd be a great secretary. I could, Fucking hell. You're right. Yeah, I think I just choked on my own tongue. Um Whoa, (coughs) was it the lozenge? No, it wasn't the lozenge. Lozenge boy! It was the lozenge. (laughs) Shot down in the height of their pride. (laughs) We had one episode, the lozenge boys. (laughs) My god, wasn't it good? All that email gear. You just ran on yourself. Are you okay? You've forgotten how to drink. I've just no I don't I think this is a really practical style of bottle, but I've never drunk out of this kind of bottle before. I can see you're struggling to use it. Is it your first time today? What angle do you use? (laughs) (laughs) Is it your first time today? Just suck the straw. It's a straw. It's a straw. I'm sucking, but from what angle do you want me to suck? You've never said a gayer in your whole life. <laughs> you got it? Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Oh, no. Close. It's not that kind of podcast. You know it is. No, it's not. You know it is. Shall we bring on the calming energy of a guest? No, Sweet I, Jesus, I'm not please. Done. No, I'm not, I'm I cannot nice believe time. I have to say this to another co host. I'm please. having a really nice Do time. Do not burp into the mic. Uh, <laughs> I don't you want can to have a nice time on the extras, Chloe. Graham, I miss you, listeners. I miss you already, listeners. Please welcome the Trusty Hogs. D. Allen. That was the one time. That was the one time you were meant to say at the same time as me. All right, go again. Please, Please welcome, welcome to Trusty Hogs. <laughs> Please welcome. welcome to Trusty Hogs. D. Allen. We could not make Trusty Hogs without you and we're so grateful to everyone who donates to our Patreon. If you wish to support us, if we bring you joy and nausea to your lives every Thursday, then please do at patreon.com forward slash Trusty Hogs. The first few levels cost as much as a coffee in London and your support genuinely is what keeps this podcast going. So for £3 a month, you get early access and all of our vlog content. For £5, which realistically is more like the price of a coffee in London, you get that plus an extra episode a week. So it's like four episodes as well as early. For 10, we add in our live show recordings. At 20, we are crediting you as a producer. We're sending you your own producer mug. At 50, we're sending you executive gifts every six months, your own personalized episodes. And let's be honest, Helen is trying to marry I'm going to give you a rim job at 50, baby. Yeah. If you can't afford any of that, we totally get it. We know the times are tough. So thank you so much for listening. And, and please, please tell your friends, coworkers, relatives, enemies, exes, and people on the bus about our silly silly show give that us a like subscribe share everything like that it means so much to us and makes so much of a difference as to how well this podcast runs thank you thank you thank you welcome d hi 
Hello. How are Hi. you? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you so much for having me. A pleasure. A pleasure. I almost said um, long time listener, first time guest, but I can't make that assumption on your part. Do you listen? I have. I have listened. Yeah. In that way that like sometimes you have to, don't you, when you're going on a podcast? How many yes. episodes? <laughs> How many episodes? Put a number on it. I think I would say four episodes. Yeah. That's Only well. four. You're not a Is long time. Is that not enough? That's episodes? a lot if you're doing it just purely out of research for a podcast. You're I've going listened on. to every single episode. If it's any, really? Yeah, I just find them so funny. I, That's so I nice. I mean, the lovely. four I've listened to so far, I haven't had that much time since finding out I was coming on to today. No, no Who one would expects have more of you. Who the episodes? Was one of them me? What is this a test? Yes, it actually, yeah, yes, actually, it's a test. It actually was not. Who was it? Come on, name so names. So we had Maisie Adam. Nice, yeah. Good, good episode, actually. Solid F. Reese Nicholson. Good choices. Yeah. Tucson Douglas. Really Great are. choices. Uh, I mean, they're all relatively recent choices. I didn't scroll that far. I, I like it. Good for you. Thank Don't make you. it any harder for yourself than you need That's to. That's only three. That is three. Chloe, will you back <laughs> off? 4G is I'm, like, I'm, I didn't know it was, was a test. And there I'm was like a mailbag you. special one. But oh, I, yeah. I... Good save. Well, She's done her homework. I... I <laughs> Yes, I have. Don't I, act I like know. she hasn't done her homework. I'm, she I'm knows what's what, what's, she your, knows what's, what's your favourite thing about the podcast? <laughs> what's your favourite thing? Why are you like this? Why are you... Yes, thank you, Dave. Yes. I had a big pizza Blame for lunch and I feel like I'm having like the burst of energy and I'm going to slump real soon. Yeah, I can tell. It's like you're acting out now, but we won't be able to wake you up in a minute. Exactly. So wow. I'm giving Dee all of the grief now because right. I'm going to back Get off. Get out of the way. I'm going to back important. off her in the second That's half. important. Dee, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. What's going on for you? I'm uh, I'm slightly tired. Okay. Because uh, me and my girlfriend recently got a new dog. <gasps> what? Fuck off. I've got okay, puppy. initially that started, that's, may I say, that story started out so badly. I was like, well, that's oh, not a great energy to bring to the party. No, and then I was like, you got a puppy. Wait a second. First of all, how exciting. I could hear the listeners at home being like, oh, thank God, a lesbian. And also <laughs> being like, I'm sorry, what kind of dog are we talking? We're talking a Maltese dog. <gasps> Cute, what colour? White. Oh my white, god, okay, fine. Can we see pictures? White. You can see pictures. And so can we put pictures on the... You can, yes. yes. We can get that on the socials. What's the puppy's name? Can we guess it? Can you guess the name? Okay, can we yeah, guess I'll, the show name? You, I'll show you a picture. Show a picture and, and we'll get... guess the name. Terrible <laughs> podcast content. <laughs> <Yeah>. but... <laughs> oh, well, you've, Everyone you've... in the room is going to be delighted. You clearly have listened. You know the vibe. Um, <laughs> Hold on. I have, okay. to... I have other questions. Yeah. How long have you been with your girlfriend? I've been with my girlfriend just over three years. And do you mind me asking your ages? I am, we're both, she turned 26 last month, I turned 26 next month. 26, been together three years, getting, getting a, a dog. Getting it's an a big animal move. that lives that a big move. for like probably 10 years. It's a big move. Would you like to see the, the dog sleeping That's a sweet on the floor pup. while my girlfriend Oh my God, how old is she? Well, so listen, we, so we've actually had the dog about six months now. Whoa, but you're still not getting sleep? Well, so here's the thing. Uh, my, I'll just show you also, Catherine, so you can get a sense okay. of what's going on here. Oh my God, it's so cute! Yeah, so cute! So she, sorry, we're gendering the dog. We're, we're so gonna cute. do, we're gonna do like five questions to, to work get out to the, the name. name. Yeah. Okay. Is it a human name? Uh, yes. In that, yeah, there are people called this name for sure. Okay, but not many. That's all. I've, that's I've never, one. I've never met one. Okay, but it's a human name. Is it? Um, well, that's all of the questions. My question is, <laughs> were the photos you chose going to give us a clue to the name? No, you couldn't. Okay. No. She's not called like a drowsy. Um, <laughs> Regressively, uh, no. That would have been, been a good name. Regressive sleep patterns. Is, is, it, is it like a long name and then you shorten the name? It's it's unshortenable <clears throat> as far as so, I'm aware. So is it like one or two syllables? 
It, yeah, it, yeah. That's most names. That doesn't help you at all. Two syllables. It's two syllables. Anna. <laughs> Anna Day- the dog. Daisy no. the dog. Daisy is closer, I suppose. Uh, okay. Is it a flower? I, it's not a flower. It's not that close. It's mm. just sort of vibes wise. Donna. <laughs> what is she? What's her, what's her name? What's her bloody name? Her name is Velma. Oh, we Great. wouldn't have got we that. We would have been close. No. Plus, you could have given us so many clues that would have taken us there. Scooby Doo. I didn't realise I had to give you clues. Lesbian I, icon. Well. Orange turtleneck. Yeah. We got her, she, all of her, like, sort of dog paraphernalia, like her, like, her collar <laughs> yeah. and her lead and her harness are all uh, orange. Like Heaven! In the, like, like the Scooby-Doo character. Do you, do you like so that cool. character? Yeah. Does your I'm, girlfriend like the character? Well, I, I feel like it wasn't, it wasn't necessarily about the character. It was just. It it's was, a great name. I mean, the the lesbian thing was a was a bit of a sort of meme. Yeah. And also, it's just a sweet, sweet sound name, little little Velma. It's little a Velma gorgeous name. Dog. The dog. I think that's not far from being like Donna. Like yeah, it, Donna seems a bit more like Donna. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That I think Velma Donna and Donna are in the same wheelhouse. Yeah, but it's like it's like a very like human. It's a very to me, it's a very human name. Yeah, she's yeah. a she's a human dog. In that, she doesn't like. <laughs> Uh, to be alone. <laughs> right, oh, right. really? Yeah. So I think Maltese dogs—they're very small they're and they are—they are very needy. Uh, we were expecting her to be less needy mm-hmm. when we got her because we got her when she was six months old, which is older than yeah. the kind of traditional yeah. puppy age. Uh, and we thought that we were going to be able to just leave her straight away. We haven't been able to leave her for any number of Can minutes. Can you take her to gigs what? the last six months? <laughs> I've taken her to gigs a couple of times. She, but then I have to go on stage, and she doesn't like that. Does she cry? She does, yeah. Right. So it's sort of. Oh, <laughs> that's wow. nice though. Does it feel? Does it feel like a little bit nice that she loves you that much? It is. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> it is quite complicated though. It's quite complicated. Yeah, you've bought yourself a massive burden. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit. And but I love also... dogs. Let me be clear. I love a dog, but they gotta be able to be left alone. Yeah. Well, so we have people we can leave her with. Okay, so good. So we can go and it's like we live in like this par- apartment building. We have a couple of other people in the building who can look after her. Okay, great. We also have dogs. Great. So like, it's just take a little bit of planning. Yeah. That's all. You're basically parents. But now. are you happy to? Are you happy to have her? Uh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Ooh, she's, that she's... dog's going back. <laughs> Don't get attached it's, to Belma, dear listeners. Belma's been... going back it's, to the she, farm. She turned one last week. It's too late. It's too late. Did you have a party? We did. Uh, no, we gave her like because you're uh, not committed. We gave her a chicken foot instead. That's quite sweet, I guess. Uh, she Melbourne, was a big fan. I yeah, ate but... chicken. I ate chicken claws for the first time. Any and good? Like, honestly, the rankest thing I've ever eaten really? in my life. Really? I don't have great PR chicken feet. Well, I really wanted to be like respectful to the culture of the people that whose restaurant mm-hmm. it was, but I was like, no, this is bad. And what happened was we were in this restaurant where you like sit there and at lunch it's like dim sum, so they bring a trolley mm. around and you just pick off the trolley whatever mm. you want. And the woman, I was with Hugh Davies, the woman rolled the trolley over, saw Hugh and chicken... And then as she was saying feet, she looked at me and went, oh, no, you don't want that. <laughs> and, then, and then I went, no, we could be adventurous and try it and pluck the chicken feet off. And it was one of, it was actively horrific. Like, Can you describe it? Like what, what's slimy. the... Slimy. Slimy? Slimy. That's the one bad thing I didn't think you'd say. Yeah, me feet. too, I have to say. No, slimy. Scaling. Oh, slimy. Really? And almost like, like farmyardy. Well, that oh, makes God. sense. You know, the way like, you know, like, like a, if you eat goat, it's it tastes like goat smells. 
Mm. Um, not really. I haven't had goat, I don't think. Yeah. Well, but wait, question. Did Hugh like it? No, he hated it too. Okay. We, we made but a... does he usually like it? No. Okay. So we she was wrong in all of her... She was wrong in all of her assumptions, but I was wrong in trying to prove her wrong. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I should have just been like, yeah, I'm white. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. It's um, a no from me. But you've never tried them. I've never, I've never tried chicken. We'll fat. have a little munch on Velma's next time. I, I'm good. I'm fine yeah. without having any. I think there's some <laughs> stuff dogs should do and some stuff people should do and that's okay. Yeah. There's a, there should be a line of separation. Like with names. <laughs> I think Velma is as human a name as I am comfortable giving you're willing to go yeah. i think that's maximum level oh really well like there's there's you people go crazy do you people not go insane do you not think it's yeah. really funny if you called like a little dog tony i mean if it's so so the second dog that we may hypothetically get <gasps> you don't even like what? the first one thing. in i want to say what five are you talking years about? five years you won't even know yet you're still just barely in your 30s <laughs> Why are you willing to spend all... Okay. If there's hypothetical... But the point is, we've decided what the second dog would be called. Uh, and the this is such dog, lesbian behaviour! The second dog would be called Asak Hank Schrader. <laughs> and it would be like a tiny little like French bull. Have you seen Breaking Bad? Yeah. Hank. You know Hank? The, his brother-in-law who works for the DEA? Oh, yeah. Asak Hank Schrader. Okay, very nice. But like his little <laughs> tiny little dog. That's good stuff. That is Asak funny. Asak Hank Schrader. Wow, that that's was really lost on me, even though I've seen the show. That's so lame that I'm, I don't have much of a memory. That'll happen, I guess, when you're into your mid-30s <laughs> and um, you'll forget maybe the pain of having the first dog and be willing to have a second. What are you thinking? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But like, what are the good things about having Velma? I think there's there's lots of things that are really good. I think it's just, you know, like with any dog, I think what I'm telling myself at least is that there's a period where, you know, the dog's got to get used to you and you've got to get used to the dog. And I think that's what we've had. Mm-hmm. Apparently 18 months is when they start being like a proper adult dog. Right. So we've still got another six months of just okay. being a little bit odd. A little bit uncomfortable with certain situations. We've all situations. had routines. Needs to be walked twice a day at this point. That will not be the case later. Okay. But like, you know, there's lots of things that are good. Like yeah. go, going outside every day. Yeah, Have that's true. That, go, being forced to do that is good. I live very close to a park. Can you nice. let her off lead and she goes get let her off lead. She's got a good recall. Really? Oh, that's amazing. Oh we've, oh, we've trained this dog. This is Have like a you? fucking, this is like an MI5 dog. Oh, that's sick. That's she goes. Really she goes between your legs. What? She does. She goes up. What do you mean up? On the between your legs. On her hind legs. That's so cool. <laughs> little, she between like your legs. She goes up. She goes down. Yeah. No. She's 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 smart. She's she's, so she's clever. It's strange that she's good at all that stuff, but she's still so whiny. Well, she's not. So like, there's 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 two there's two things we're struggling with. I mean, I feel like whiny is your word, Chloe. I'm just gonna say that. Yeah. Huge choice I'm about somebody else's that. dog. I'm I'm deeply offended, but <laughs> the there's two things that I think we're fi- you know that areas that we're working on, right? Yeah, which are um, being able to go uh, to to sleep more kind of uh, reliably, like yes. between the hours of ten and eight or whatever. She's reliably asleep. you sleep ten to eight. I, that's when we need he- her to be asleep. Yeah, okay. ideally Winding it would be midnight down. till ten. Or what have you. Okay, right, right, yeah, but yeah. she's not going to do that. Yeah, okay, 10 there's to 8 some, would be fine. Uh, so there's that, and there's not being able to leave her alone in a room. Bless Andrew's so dying. Sorry. Um, I'm Andrew's so just sorry. choking off Mike. <laughs> <laughs> and like, go 
you know, tried to red in the face. Do you know what the problem was? It was it was one big cough, but I tried to contain it and it became a much bigger Aww. problem. I'm so sorry. Do you need a drink? Do you want to okay. get I'm that? Okay, in? I've got a drink. It's okay. You want to go the do that? The problem was the drink went down the wrong hole. I see. One of those okay. ones. I'm so sorry. Are you dude. good now? Yeah, I'm good now. Thank Sweet you. Angel Andrew. Sorry you had to witness that, dude. That's, That's okay. Really no, sorry, this is usually a professional podcast. <laughs> if we could keep it together, Andrew, that'd be sorry. great. Wow, sorry, D. Go the point, on. The point is, she's a good dog. We're working hard, but it is. It Wait, is sleep work. is the one thing, and leaving the house is the other? Yeah. Okay. We should feel actually two quite enormous things. But other than that, other than that, <laughs> yeah. two of the biggest I things. can't go outside or be asleep. <laughs> other than that, I can do whatever I like. <laughs> <laughs> I'm being tortured. I'm living 20% of a human life. But other than yeah. that, it's all You're great. being terrorised in your own home. A little bit, yeah. Wow, but she's so cute, though. She's lovely. She's, she's very so sweet. Cute. She cuddles. Yes. Oh, she's a big cuddler. So nice. She doesn't... She's She's gotten a lot better at, like, not barking at things. Were you dating your girlfriend before you started comedy? So I started... No. Okay. So I started at sort of uni and stuff. And right, actually, okay. I met my girlfriend at the Edinburgh Fringe. I've heard of it. A classic tale. A classic uh, tale. She was part of her university a cappella group. Oh my that god. That really narrows down the field oh of university she could have god. been at. Oh yeah. yeah. You know the kind. We do. Uh, can we wow. guess the name of the a cappella group? Oh yes. you can try. Shall I tell you the uni and then you can base it off that? Can we sure. guess that too? It's it's gotta be Oxbridge. It's not Oxbridge. Whoa. Oxbridge. I'm gonna get to Leeds. <laughs> that wasn't an Oxbridge oh, thing to say. She just she went didn't go she to didn't go to Oxbridge. She I obviously went to Oxbridge. <laughs> Sorry. Leeds? No. Is it in the north? Durham. Durham. I knew that was Leeds. Durham? I knew that was Leeds. South. It's the southern one. Southampton. More north than that. Well, that doesn't leave you with Bristol. Very close to Bristol. Bath? Bath. Bath. What's the name of the Bath a cappella group that she was part of? Singing in the shower. Surely singing. Listen, you're not a Bath, 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 but no, <laughs> very like nice, that. very nice. Uh, um, I think they were struggling to put that on the poster, though. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, um, um, is it like a bath acapella? Pun? It's so it's it's a pun between the word acapella and what bath was known as in Roman times. Oh, what was bath known as in Roman times? Bath was known as aquaisulis. Oh, this, these fucking nerds. Aquapella? Aquapella. Fuck! <laughs> Aquapella. That's so what, funny. That didn't, that didn't immediately turn you off. No. Because. If anything, DC seems intrigued. Aquapella. In, in, with all due respect to the other UK acapella groups, they are stunning. They are really excellent. So, like, so uh, the other reason why I'm tired is that. Oh god, she's not harmonizing it. She's she's not there. She's not home at the moment because she's in uh, New York doing acapella, watching her old acapella. Acapella, please. In the you know you know Pitch Perfect. Yeah, yeah. That's a real competition that exists between like colleges. Would she compete? Well, she when she was at uni, so you have to win the UK thing yeah and you get to go to the final in new york okay did she do that she did that twice Aka, excuse me i know excuse me <laughs> what the hell you fucking kidding me she was queen of that the acapella yeah yeah, yeah. She, so, she, so they, didn't, they didn't win the final in new york but, but they, they got they there the twice only, yeah, That's got still pretty twice. cool so and they've just got there again so she's gone do you know what I, what i'll say is is Holy it's shit. one of those things where like it's 
it's really uncool unless you get really good at it. Yeah. You have to be really good at it. Like, it's like magic. <laughs> like magic is so yeah, uncool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So shit. And then if you become good at it, it's like, yeah, I'd fuck that guy in a trilby. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. I do hear you. I would say I managed to find something that didn't matter that you were the best at it. It still was uncool. In Debate. University. Yeah. 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 yeah, that's yeah. the one exception. I was the, the best speaker in Europe, second best speaker in the world at one point, And literally everyone was like, that's so fucking like, it's actually worse. <laughs> Did actually you really w- do debate? Were you like a like a big debater? 100%. I went all over the world with, with wow. it with my uni. And I will say that it's actually worse to be good at it, I think, because mm. the thoughts of having tried at debate is so much more embarrassing. It's pathetic. Whereas a half half hour a cappella just seems like who are, like, pick a lane. Yeah. Acapella, also, I think, I think acapella does, of course, translate into other musical forms. I feel like music as a whole is not cringe. Yeah. But all forms of debate um, yes, thank you. Yes, what? thank you. Yes, thank you. No, no, I, I got that you. Should do. be yeah. ashamed. Yeah, no, thanks, thanks, thank you. That's good to clarify. Yeah. What's thanks. her job in the acapella group? Her like, job. Yeah, like is she a bass, 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 or is she? So it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a mixed, mixed. <laughs> You've all and those the are, lingo. <laughs> those are the options. <laughs> were you also, were you also in the in the, in the oh, community? I feel yeah. like. Oh yeah, I know those vibes. Yeah, I'm like Britney Snow. I got nodes. Yeah. Wow, basically, basically now. Yeah. Uh, she, she's a, she's a soprano. Right. Wow. A soprano, and again, not to, you know, be, you know, rude to the other sopranos of the UK acapella scene, mm. but she's just simply the best. She's the best. She's so oh, good. No, I know. So but like, it, sa- it sounds wet because like we're going out, etc., and we have a dog and all that. But like, <laughs> she is so much better at singing than I am at anything. Like, it's crazy. Wow. Like, she's, it's just a bit of a joke. Is, is it gay to think your girlfriend's a good singer when she's a yeah. professional singer? <laughs> is that like a job? She's a professional no, singer. No, oh, sorry. No, not, not a lot of money in the uh, in the acapella world. What does she do now? Sorry, you're she on was... this podcast to promote you and we're like, wait, she... what do you move into for my next guest? Yeah, next yeah. I, I feel like she could be your next guest. Uh, yeah. she, uh, she works for a patent firm. Okay. Which is just a regular, right. just a little little. Could she not be in like musical theatre? We'd like that. She, I'd like that. She does. She does a lot of stuff on the side. Helen would nice. like that too. Nice. Yeah. So does she do amateur? She does. Yeah. <gasps> is she in a production currently? <laughs> Can we she do a hog dancing? She's gonna be uh, in a production of Legally Blonde. We're going. We're going. An amateur legally blonde. We're going. Don't yeah. mind if we do. Are we talking community? Or are we talking what level? Like we're talking. As far as Amdram goes, I would say as as good as Amdram. Of course Velma, you are, but you say that about everything about your party. You're Velma, like, Velma, she's Velma, playing Elle Woods. As dog she's, owners. She's Velma, Elle Woods. The dog. Velma is playing the dog. <laughs> <laughs> Velma is Bruiser Woods. What the hell? Yeah. She's going to do tricks and stuff on the stage. It's going to be great. She come. Yeah, uh, obviously we're but, coming. But also, when of course, she has to be bruiser because you can't leave her at home while you go to the <laughs> yeah, show. Yeah, that's also true. Either, that's so either I would never be able to see it. Yeah. Or she has to be in the show. That's amazing. So and that goes for all show. shows that she subsequently does. Yeah, like she'll be she'll be like find... in Phantom of the Opera. And <laughs> Velma has to find a way to get a dog in this Velma plot. Velma can yeah. be the man. Velma. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's intense. It's all it's all go. It's all happening. Wow, that's exciting. That's what amazing. Is, so I'm just intrigued by somebody with an actual skill on stage coming to see their partner who's a comedian. Don't say that looking at me. No, 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 no. What I mean to say is like it must be weird to have a performer come watch you perform. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think, I think it's kind of fine. <laughs> like, okay, fine. I think it's different. It's so it's such a different kind of vibe. Sh- like, like there's you know, I I or we already get immediate feedback. 
yeah. about whether it's going well. Does she come and watch you a lot? Yeah, quite a bit. Do Less you, than she, she like used to. Because back when I was... I, yeah, it's nice. Yeah. She's very supportive. Do you ever run a bit by her? Um, I have I have some bits about her that I... Yeah, I run. They're all very on. nice from yeah, what I you've, remember. You've, you've seen. Yeah, you've seen. They're nice. It's nice. It's stuff. chill. It's calm. She yeah, comes oh, out, she the, comes out the of bit it well. about that. There's that bit, yeah. yeah Again, really translates good. super well to the podcast. It would be Do you just oh, do a mime? <laughs> For YouTube, it's a joke. I don't know if I should do the joke. It's a, uh, you know. Please. So it's a. Uh, you know the joke. About the HR lady. I'm looking right at YouTube now, and I feel like that's bad. Uh, Look down. Tell them, YouTube. Hi, YouTube. Hi, YouTube. Um, the, the, the HR lady uh, at my work was very. Uh, confused to find out that I was when I told her I was transitioning she was very confused to find out that I still had a girlfriend and I thought the only thing that could have been going through and she asked me if my girlfriend was going to change her pronouns as well no so she did that's amazing that's amazing I do remember now that's so also that actually happened this to this to this I like you it know? I like it. Yes. good good like, finger action you're missing out if you're listening you're missing out you gotta you gotta check out the vid wait did that actually happen though so, not quite. So, actually, my my girlfriend's HR person yeah. asked her if she was going to change her pronoun. That's so Because funny. you were transitioning. Because I was transitioning. So, it did happen, but it wasn't my person. That's I was not wild. in the conversation. Isn't what, that crazy? Like, what do you even say to that level of, like, you've got the jigsaw upside down. Like, you're re- the book you're reading is back to front. Like, yeah, none of what? the... None of the None of what has been said has gone in the right way. Yeah, what? Well, like, she thinks there's some kind of, like, perfect yin and yang that has to be, like, balanced. Yeah, the universe time. is out of whack. Yeah. <laughs> one one. One, one, one more one lesbian one. couple than is allowed. <laughs> That's wild. Yeah. People have crazy things to say, man. It's a, cra- it's oh, a crazy time. I have, People have no a lot of nuts shit. doubt about it. Yeah. No on, doubt each, about it. On, on, the, on, the, on the social media comments, just, just so much. Do you much. think we should, like... Um, as a community, as a queer community, um, like employ a bouncer for every trans person to just like deflect all of the shit that you get. And can I nominate myself as that bouncer? Uh, yes, you, you may. <laughs> yeah. I mean, listen, if there's the budget for it in the in the queer bursary, let's check the coffers. Let's check the coffers. Yeah. yeah. Also, I could be like a sassy mom. That would like, be good. Do not speak to my daughter. <laughs> do not look at my... I'd love to do that. Not yeah. quite bouncer energy, but it's still pretty scary. I think I would take either one of those as long as it was 24 We could alternate. As long as you could look after the dog when they needed to go somewhere. 12 that's 12 12 12 so I can't take on Velma's problems <laughs> as well. Come on. Yeah, you're like, I don't want a security guard per se, but if you're offering, then I'll have dog care. Yeah, 24-7 <laughs> dog care would be, you know, helpful as well as, you know, deflecting the, the How about between... Like, Helen Bauer could do a job as well. Oh, she could absolutely do a job. We do... We t- sound like I'm talking about, sound about like, a, like a hard-hitting defensive midfielder. <laughs> it's for, I, I always forget that you've got football references oh, in I've your football references, Who yeah. do you support again? I support Watford. Oh, yeah! We hate Tragic. each other. Do we? Not anymore, really. I hate Roy Hodgson. It's not quite the same. <laughs> Troy, uh, Troy Deeney and uh, Wilfred Zaha and Harry the Hornet, the mascot, had a bit of a... Altercation, but now Saga. now Troy Dini's moved on. Yeah, you, you guys are shit. Yeah, we're. Oh, there. sorry, I should have mentioned. I don't care. So, um, <laughs> sorry. I'm, oh God, I was like, what well, that? People should say that more often. I you, feel like whenever football comes up in conversation, when sort of a group, I can see one or two people just 
I can see them I being trapped. I absolutely love going to watch the football. I'll watch it on the TV. I'll have it explained to me in no, like an endless detail. I love that. I love knowing what's going on when I'm watching it. Um, truly no interest in any of that business. <laughs> and, um, and I just realised as you got to the end of the story that I'd let you. And I was like, oh, I should mention. Do you want to start you. a football podcast with me? Yeah. That'd be sick. Shit. Is Maisie Adam bit Maisie Adam Maisie fuck, it's not as good when I fuck it up. No, Is say it Maisie again, we'll Adam cut it out. Busy. That's that's a tongue twister. Ma- Maisie Adam and I do have a World Cup pitch in. Do you wanna know what the name of it is called? I would love to know. Two what Girls, One World Cup. It's good, clean, fun. It's not clean. It's, no, but it's, it's, good. it's good. It's good. Fun. My my agent is like in his fifties, like a fifty year old bloke. And did you have to show him the video? Well, he initially like my, his assistant was like, he's never going to send, he's never going to send that to the BBC under that name. And I was like, I think he will because I don't think he'll know what it is. So he sent it to the BBC and <clears throat> then me and him were having a drink one day. He was like, yeah, two girls, one World Cup thing. It's not a very strong name because he thought it was um, in reference to two World Wars, one World Cup. Mm. <gasps> and I was also like, bad. <laughs> I was like, oh no. <laughs> oh no, Rob. Oh no. oh no! And then I had to explain to him that it was a porno that circulated in the noughties. Yeah. And um, I really hope he hasn't Googled it. Yeah. Good Lord. Wow. So, uh, yeah, have you watched it? The video. Two girls, one more. <laughs> God. No, stop. That's I, what a horrible question. Have you watched I, it? I, I no. Have, I have watched it, yeah. You, you have? No. I have watched it. Ah! No, I've never watched it. it. Well, now I feel awful. <laughs> you set me up. You can't do that. You're like... I've made, I'm making media based on this, you know, forbidden thing. Like, everyone saw it, but they didn't really. And now you Did haven't it not, seen it. Did it like, make you feel so sick? Yeah. Why are you saying it like, of course it, why? Okay. I haven't implied yeah. that it didn't do that. <laughs> of course. Anyone who's yes. even passingly aware of what is on that video. <laughs> yeah, it's what wild. do you think of me that I wouldn't find that heinous? Yeah, it's, I think, it I think you're kink shaming. Who? Behave Who? yourself. Behave Some yourself. kings deserve to be shamed. I concur. I agree. Too well. right. Put it on a t-shirt. <laughs> I agree. Um, yeah, I mean, not to be too earnest, but fuck me. Obviously, um, we have loads of trans listeners and loads of genderqueer listeners, and it's like, hard not to be just like, wow, what a fucking horrendous time to be moving through the world. Yeah. Get That's... yourself a freaking dog if you want. Yeah, a dog or a, or a lesbian bouncer. Yeah. yeah. It, it should be a lesbian bouncer. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I for agree. sure. Otherwise, I agree. you know. Yeah, no, you're right. That's just not the right vibe. No, and uh, most thank you for providing the most you're welcome. Vibes. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say something controversial, which is just that most of the turps I know are like old school lesbians. So at least you'd have a lesbian to talk to a lesbian, and I'd be able to take them down. I think like big men, I wouldn't be able to physically match up with, but I you could I'm, distract him with the football chat. I believe that I you could take here's Jake a claim. in a fight. Here's, <laughs> here's a bold claim. I think I could win in a fight of any turf in the UK. Oh, for sure. I think I love any that. turf in the UK, I could win in a fight. Do you know why? Why? Because they've got no spine. Yes, yeah. very All nice. Right. Email us. If you're a turf listening, shocked you made it to episode 84, <laughs> to be honest. But um, if you're a turf and you want to fight me, I 100% will go in the ring with what's you. What's the email 100% address? 100% go in the ring. Trustyhogs at gmail.com. Wow. All right. I'll, big, I'll big, start a turf folder. Didn't think we'd be doing this today. We're making you? moves <laughs> in the UK. <laughs> I don't know what I don't even know what it is, but um, it's moves are being turf made. Turf fighting uh, arena, I yeah. think. Yeah, that's yeah. Great. great. Turf fights. Turf fights is a catchy name. Turf, turf fight. Turf, turf wars. wars. Turf wars. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, isn't that what? Isn't that what? Uh, isn't that what J.K. Rowling called her little essay that she wrote when she came out as a turf? 
you call it turtles. Fuck you! We're not saying coming out as a turtle. (laughs) They don't get to have that. There's no celebration. When she revealed herself from behind her cloak. Her mask. Yeah, wow. Turf wars, we've got to take it. How do we take take, take me so long? I was like, turf fights, turf Turf. club, turf arena. Turf Turf and surf. Turf and surf. Turf and surf. (laughs) And that's why she's the writer and should stick to it. So, um, yes, we have basically got a long list of problems that we get emailed in from our listeners. Would you be willing to help us solve one? Absolutely. Before we do, what kind of advice giver do you think of yourself as? I think, so obviously I grew up, you know, uh, uh, male. Sure. uh, Male presenting. I moved through the world as a male. So I think, you know. Until what age? Until uh, about two, two and a half years ago. Okay. So I think in those first 20 odd years. Yeah. Very much the kind of, ah, is what it is. School of advice, just like mm, because yeah. you were speaking majoritively giving giving advice and being asked for advice from men, or because that was the limitation of what you felt was expected of you. I think both. Right. I think I just you know it's just like you know interesting. Okay. Mo- most of the time, people would not ask for advice. Okay, great. But, right. when they, but when they came up with something that was bad, rather than you know helping, yeah, as a man, you're just like. How, what, it is you, what it is. Do you Cheers think? or whatever. You know, like, there's nothing else <laughs> to be said. Feminine response. Cheers. Cheers. Or, like, whatever. <laughs> do, you, do you think you're getting better, better at it now? I do, I do, I do. It's weird. It's changed my whole life. Would you believe? Uh, yeah. But do you think that's because people are yeah. responding differently to you now? I think people are more willing, more likely to, to ask for advice or kind of open up in that way, yeah. which is fun. And I think I'm more... Uh, uh, you know, I'm better place to to open up in return. It's, it's good uh, shit. It's, like, it's good shit. Go, it's like shit. W- when when the girlies are around, do you know what I mean? <laughs> oh my god, it's the best. When, like, is. You, when feel... you're with your girlfriend, yeah. yeah, it's it's a it's pretty it's pretty sick. I'm a big fan. It's good, Yay. isn't it? Like this. Isn't it nice to gab with the gals? How exciting! Yeah. Okay, well then let's get some advice to your door immediately, right. please. We need uh, some problems. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Let me just say, by the way, this is our second attempt on air at doing a problem. The reason we couldn't do the first is because um, a person wrote it with their problem. And every time Andrew got to the serious part of it, Chloe Pets would start laughing. I just had a funny thought in my head. And then once I got the giggles, I got the giggles. Okay. Okay. Well, let's try some empathy. Okay. Shall we? Yeah. yeah. Let's go again. Okay. Um, This is uh, this is from R. Hi, R. Hi, R. Uh, it says, um, uh, trigger warning, uh, it, uh, it's me. This is somebody who has uh, emailed in a few times. I realize you don't know who this is. But they have emailed in a few times. There's normally a little little trauma dump by their own omission. Um, so there will be some uh, reference reference to abuse, but not, not actually getting in depth. It's just a passing reference. Okay, Correct. but good trigger warning for the listener. Yes. Um, so... 
Uh, my mental health has been in a really good place at the moment. Woohoo! I've been binge-watching all the Trust Yogs episodes on YouTube, which, given the chaos of some episodes, sounds like a contradiction, but it actually isn't. Nice. All the hockey goodness means you've inspired me to get back into writing. Ah. Um, uh, I believe, contextually from the email, writing comedy. Yes. Right. Okay. Uh, they have a bit that they're working on. I won't get into the exact bit, but um, it references abuse. Um, the, the, yeah, I won't get into all the details. Um, but the question that they have is, how do I write comedy about such dark topics without turning everyone in the audience into a suicidal Sally? Uh, As she is known. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, yes, any, any sort of uh, help writing writing comedy about the darker depths of, of mental health and uh, and trauma uh, would be much appreciated. P.S. I have had and I'm having trauma therapy. Uh, I'm all good. Uh, thank Aww. you, R. That is That's a very lovely. reassuring addendum. Um, any thoughts? I mean, firstly, good that you're taking the real actual steps in life rather than just being like, how can I turn this into comedy? Because oh, oh my god, the, correct. The so real it's... steps you need. You got to have the real steps. Definitely, comedy's not a real step. Yeah, it's not therapy. It Very feels well like observed. it might be therapy, but it's not. It's actually the opposite. So well observed. Yeah. Um, so that's the first thing. Congrats. So that's good. Uh, I think you know. The the I think everyone the point of of turning something like that into comedy is that people in the audience will be able to relate to some aspect of the difficult stuff. And I think when you have kind of, if, if you find a way to approach it that people can relate to, then, and, and as long as you like, you know, make them feel like safe and like, you, like they know that you're okay and all that while they're listening to you talk, then it's kind of fine. And yeah. just, you know, you just, you, just, you just get it out. You write the jokes you want to write. That didn't sound like advice at all. No, I, like, I think it's just it go for it. Can do it. I, think, <laughs> I think what you're saying though is essentially treat it like other material, which I think is quite good advice in the sense that like, I do think with trauma stuff, it's quite easy to be like, this is my precious story because it is your precious story. And it's harder to be objective about that material. So I do think that you shouldn't write it and put it out there until you're willing to have like, to be able to work it like you would work at any, any other bit, which is to say that if it's not working, you throw it away and you don't think, well, they just can't handle it or, you know, I'm just like, I think that's an important aspect of this stuff is that you treat it like other jokes. I also, from a safety point of view for yourself, genuinely, I would say like, and I mean like safeguarding thing, I would say like very early on in my career, I did um, a show where I mentioned having OCD and I actually wish I hadn't. I don't regret the show. I think it's a good show on Amazon Prime. Um, but I regret, A, spaffing the in an interesting story about myself when I was l the least good at comedy I will yep. ever be. Oh, that's so true. It's like the hardest stuff to talk about when I was the least prepared and capable. So that's it. One, I think I wish I hadn't done that. I'd, I wish I would have started with something a little bit more joyful and lighter and easier to manage. And secondly, I would say that I was not at all prepared for and you do have to be prepared for, if you're gonna talk about it on stage, the level of feedback via people at the, like in the space. So like a feeling of like a joke not going well is one thing. A feeling of like you sharing your trauma being rejected is a whole nother feeling. Mm. I wasn't ready for people waiting at the door to tell when it had gone well to tell me that they had experienced the same thing in great detail. I wasn't prepared for the level of messages I got that really should probably have gone to GPs. So, like, just, I would say be, be mindful of the fact that it will have consequence and you don't, 
just be ready and just make sure you're okay first is all I'd say. I would imagine that one of the reasons that this uh, listener wants to share that story is uh, partially to help other people, but I imagine like wishing to exert a certain control over the narrative and be in charge of the narrative. Mm -hmm. But I think bouncing off from what you're saying, Catherine, just because you're in charge of the telling of the story, you're not in charge of the reception of how people are going to receive that story. And you are probably opening yourself up to a lot more emotional labour than you probably wish to get into. To be clear, like I definitely think people have done this amazingly well. Right, I don't want to put people off. But, but I think the point is right where it's like, within your first three, four, five years of comedy, all you need to do is get really comfortable being on stage and used to writing a joke. And if there's something within your life that is so on the surface and so emotionally fraught that you can't stop thinking about it, then you might feel like a bit of a fraud getting on stage and not talking about it. But just remind yourself, we're all playing characters when we're up there. You're not a fraud. I think it's just, if you... And like, I don't wish to discourage this person from talking about whatever they want to talk about. But I think, yeah, just for like a self-protection and just like an improvement at comedy, it kind of doesn't matter what you're talking about. It's getting on stage and it's telling jokes. Agreed. What Um, I found quite helpful is obviously like there's a lot of stuff about coming out that's quite tough. But like, I think just kind of telling jokes that kind of tangential to the tough stuff. Yeah. Not like about, excuse me, not like about the really awful stuff but are just kind of offshoots that are related, help kind of exorcise that feeling like you've got something that you just need to say. So dipping your toe rather than wading in. Yeah, exactly. And it might get to a point where you're (coughs) five, ten years on from, you know, the the initial trauma of it or the initial difficulties and you're a five, ten years better comedian. You can go back to it then and mine it. Mm. But I think it, like... If you do want to talk about that stuff, the advice I would give is just make sure you're always coming from like a position of control and power where you're showing the audience, I've got this, like, I've got this, you don't need to worry about me. Oh, yeah, if they're worried about you, they won't laugh. That's so true. So so it's just finding a way of being like, I'm, I'm, I'm okay in a funny way. Mm. Yeah. And also, I think like, if you are gonna, if you do decide to write it and come back to it, like I think writing it is absolutely wonderful. Will probably be cathartic. Will probably be useful. It doesn't mean you have to say it on stage. Yeah. Wish to a degree I'd done that with some of my stuff is like write it down and be like, okay, let's see how I feel about that in a year if that still feels true. Especially when stuff is very. In a way, I had a big breakup during lockdown, and in a way, I was glad that I wasn't able to talk about it straight away on stage. Yeah. Because some of my initial thoughts that I wrote down, they were fine, but they weren't true of how I felt six months later. Mm. And I'm glad I didn't say them. Not because they were like mean or anything, but just because I hadn't processed any of it. So I was like, oh, that was an like instinctual self-protective first reaction. It wasn't how I objectively, you know what I mean? So I think um, if you're still in it, be mindful of that. But mainly I just think like comedies, comedy can be cathartic in more than just like opening our veins. Like it can be cathartic because you can, I, it can allow you to identify as a person who's been through trauma and now has a really good time on stage. And like theoretically, like when I was in hospital for mental health, like it wasn't a case of like, like being on stage and having a job that is comedy Mm. is enough of a like, I fucking took my life back. I got my life back. I don't also need to like, re-traumatize yourself every every single time for anybody. Nobody's owed that. And also like, we are talking here about performing 
comedy, but there are other avenues where of you could express comedy. So it's like, could you write a screenplay or mm. there's something where you can go a little bit darker and people like, yeah, that it's a more like vast medium that you can. Yeah. And it, it doesn't like if it was a screenplay, it wouldn't have to be you in it. Like, obviously, there's lots of your experiences in it, but it's not the same as when you're doing stand up. And it's yeah. like, well, who else is this going to be about? And, al- yes, and also yeah, there's absolutely. a little bit more like the audience are like more consenting to what it is that they're consuming. So they'll be able to like read a blurb and see that it's like, you know, these yeah. true ones. Like if you're doing like a full hour show, like they'll be able to consent to that. But if yeah. you're like on a, on a lineup doing five minutes. And also I'd say, I don't know if you guys have found this and maybe it's an interesting, maybe it's specific to, because a lot of my material when I first started out was also about being queer and I had no other setting, which is fine. Right? Like I'm incredibly proud of being queer and I love talking about it and I think it's, has massive impact but because I didn't have much material I had no other setting which meant that when I walked into spaces where it wasn't going well or they were objectively homophobic safety wise I had no other place to go on stage for like for like my own sense of self-protection and self like just like just like giving yourself something that isn't entirely personal as Mm. one of your first bits Mm. is kind of like a like a safety thing when you are a like minority or uh, mm, mm. or you're or you're talking about or the things that are personal are vulnerable does mm. that make sense Definitely. yeah i think i've found that like because i can't do that as well as some other minorities like i can't hide from an audience in absolutely portsmouth or whatever and to be clear like, they'll, they'll be like said it. what's what's going on there yeah you know uh so i kind of have to at least reference it and like yeah it's very much a privilege that i didn't realize i had before i came out yeah. you can just kind of hide your whole self if you want to yeah. so i think if you if you can find a way to do that then start there and then just kind of work your way outwards rather than the other way around to be clear i'm definitely not advocating hiding your whole self in the sense that like i but like always... you don't have to make it you don't have to make it personal all oh the it's time, definitely forever. a privilege to not have to like explain myself until i want to yeah but and <laughs> but i also have made a point of always saying it on stage because i agree i think that is a massive privilege but also like but also even, I feel like, I feel like there are gigs where people will be like, we don't mind that you're blah, just why do you have to talk about it so much? Mm-hmm. And obviously you want to be like, fuck you, I'm out, but you got to do your time. Mm-hmm. And sometimes if there are things that you can give them that are, God, maybe I'm being like a complete, I'm just describing capitulation. It's self-protection though. It's like, why would you put yourself through that for 20 minutes when you don't need to? I guess the thing I do, to be honest with you, is less write material because I'm not interested in writing things I'm not interested in about, but I will just talk to the audience to, if I don't want to yeah. be like, here's my trauma mm. story. I think I've got, I've got a couple of routines that I know that I've written out of like being really fucking angry, like really pissed off at the way someone's treated me. Mm. And I think those routines have been quite cathartic because like it's essentially like going, how can I write this where I'm the winner? And how can I have like won over that person that like made me feel so small and I think like seeing stand up as a creative space where you don't have to tell the whole truth and nothing but the truth do you know what I mean like you can fabricate a bit and you can you can almost like exercise those demons by like giving yourself a different outcome because you get to go on stage every day and go yeah this guy fucked me over but this is like this is my revenge essentially Mm. you know I am just sat here sort of like and I appreciate that we are 
three white women in a context of like lots of privilege having like gone to you know, like gone into comedy with like a bunch of things in our favor but also i am really proud of all the queer comics i know i do feel like it's so well done guys no but <laughs> i actually do think there's like an extra step of like taking a breath before you walk on stage oh yeah andrew you know this where you're like this might be a safety thing like you go out and you go god i hope not like i hope they don't like my as in i assume other comics go on and are like i hope they like my jokes which is already quite exposing and then also like and also don't make me feel physically unsafe mm. You're a yeah, and it's, it, but it's just like when you go to like I don't know Warwick and you walk into <laughs> <laughs> you can't just name a whole city. <laughs> you just walk into a stand up play, a stand up club, and you're like, and it goes in, and it's silence. You're like, oh, I know, <laughs> oh no, I know. But that must be like you say, so much harder again when you feel like you can't, like you have to explain, yeah, or justify yourself. I mean, I feel like I don't. I've I've had this conversation with other with comedians before. Where I've said I feel like I have to explain first, mm. and they're like, "Just do it later, or not at all. It's fine." Yeah, but it's that's like, so privileged. Yeah, it doesn't really work though, because yeah. they're not listening. Like, like if they're the kind of audience who you really mm-hmm. need to get on side, mm-hmm. if they, if they don't give you the benefit of the doubt, then they're not the kind of audience that are going to just go with you talking about something else when you're yeah. presenting. One hundred percent. It's like they're gonna. Have questions because they don't know what the fuck is going on because yeah. they live in you know 1973. Warwick, Warwick, but, but also you only know what you know. <laughs> One right? of the same. No, but it's true. Like there are certain spaces. If I'm at a queer gig in Hackney and I say my girlfriend, I don't need to be like, oh, sorry guys. By the way, I'm gay, and then do a bit about that. But mm. if I say my girlfriend and I'm incredibly femme presenting in the middle of like nowhere, and they're like, would you like me to name another place? <laughs> Swindon. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say Portsmouth, but um, yeah, they're not just going to be let it lie. So yeah, you're right. And, and, and when people have questions, they are distracted and can't laugh. Mm. Um, have we really got off topic? Uh, no, no. Um, I feel like I think I, I haven't listened, as I say, every episode. But I this feels very sincere. Is that oh, a yeah. <laughs> It's because Helen's not here. Oh, she sorry, hasn't yeah, broken no. it yet. It's not uh, like Hel- Helen would okay. usually have broken it. Someone would uh, be thrown down a well at this point. Mm. She would have threatened to like drop a tit on someone's head right. she'd be like oh just say everything say you hate your family say whatever you want say say go start a new life in Mexico if it last, doesn't work last week I was in Moth Club I talked about how my dad likes to wink like that kind of thing uh, yeah. you know that's the kind of thing like Michael he just likes to do it next to the sewers <laughs> What an astonishing neck from, um, uh, we've never had a really a, a guest who's been like, so to be clear, is this usually funny? Or oh, like, sorry, what's the deal? sorry that we were listening uh, to you yeah, there. Could you guys uh, sort of some more jokes, please? <laughs> My God. Fucking hell. Sorry that, sorry that we were giving you space to chat and <laughs> Sorry, D. Wow. No, I, My I, goodness I worry me. that I, as the, as the only part of this that has never been here before. No, you haven't, Jason. No, 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 no. in the mood. You all just no, 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 no. What it is, is that I'm, I'm nowhere near as funny as Helen Bauer. See, that is the And nor am I, but I do love to work with her so people think we have a <laughs> dynamic. <laughs> it's like, uh-huh, she just, she just is. <laughs> oh God, it's getting too sincerely like we like Helen now. We can't have that. And <laughs> D. Yes. Will you be at the Edinburgh Fringe? In some capacity, probably. Fantastic. Um, if people want to find you online with compliments only, Please. where could they do so? Why did you make it sound like those? there wouldn't be compliments? 
Well, I thought it was the condiments only. That was well, the I point. assume the turfs have tuned in because you're threatening to fight them. So oh, I'm just saying, yeah, like, shit. I'm like a homing Oh, beacon. no, am I going to get some the backlash? Turf, the turfs will tune in once they hear their name called. Mm, mm. They'll be on you like a rash. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think the turfs, like, call would be? Like, you know, in like a... It'll be a toilet flush. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Or like, XX or something. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, we yeah. should we should oh. we should get over there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but if Still they want to find you online to be appropriate, where would they find they you? They would find me on d underscore alum. On Great. All social media platforms. A double l u m. A double l u m. Don't say all of them. Most TikTok? social media. Yeah. Twitter. Yeah. LinkedIn. Instagram. Yeah. LinkedIn. No. Don't find me on LinkedIn, please. Uh, <laughs> great. Well, you can find Dee. Dee, thank you so much. You've been such a wonderful guest. Yay, Bridgie! Yeah! Woo, yes! <laughs>